You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported, Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting remotely for WFHB, this is Benedict Jones. And I'm Nathaniel Weinzaffel. This is the WFHB Local News for Tuesday, April 12, 2022. Later in the program, the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition will organize a strike tomorrow. During tonight's news, we will feature the voices of graduate students in light of the strike. More in the latest installment of our segment, Strike Mike. Also, coming up in the next half hour, we have some art news. WFHB DJ Cindy Boulay speaks with Avi Zagel of the Arts Alliance Center. That's coming up after the feature report. But first, your local headlines. At the Monroe County Election Board meeting on April 7th, Election Supervisor Karen Wheeler gave an update on how early voting has been going. So it has gone extremely well. It is also pretty slow, but it's really the same as if we went back four years ago. I don't think it'd be much different than the other primary in the midterm. Um, It's the big spaciousness has been wonderful. Definitely would be more fun if we had more voters. So uh, if I can get more voters to come in, that would be wonderful too, because it's, it's just the excitement of having people come in is wonderful. Did I say wonderful enough times? Former board member Hal Turner stood in for board member Donovan Garlitz, who was unable to attend. And County Clerk Nicole Brown shared information in response to an anonymous call Garlitz received regarding the proper way to write disclaimers on campaign signs. Election board member Garlitz received a call regarding disclaimers on campaign signs. Um, It was as I understand it, an anonymous call. Um, And he did not know what to do with it. I notified the party chair regarding that. And so first I thought I would read the statute about disclaimers. And this is not to upbraid anyone or chastise anyone. It is about education for our candidates and our campaigns. If you are a first time candidate, you may or may not be aware of that. And so um, I I will read that. Um, I'm reading from section 3-9-3-2.5 and I've gone down to section D, which says a communication described in section B must contain a disclaimer that appears and is present in a clear and conspicuous manner to give the reader or observer adequate notice of the identified persons who paid for and when when required who authorized the communication. A disclaimer does not comply with this section if the disclaimer is difficult to read or if the placement of the disclaimer is easily overlooked. The disclaimer must be of sufficient type size to be clearly readable by the recipient of the communication. A disclaimer in 12-point type size satisfies the size requirements of this 
subdivision when the disclaimer is used for a yard sign, a poster, a flyer, a newspaper, a magazine, or a direct mailing. The board recessed until the next election board meeting, scheduled for May 5th. On March 28th, at the Elliottsville Town Council meeting, Town Marshal Jimmy Dernal asked the council to approve the disposal of surplus property for the police department. Dernal explained that a vehicle's engine broke down. This is a uh, 2014 uh, Dodge that I told you about uh, two weeks ago that has engine problems and has uh, rear axle problems also. So it's, it's uh, unfortunately, I, I hate to see the car go, but uh, it's time to move it on down the line. So we'll hope to get something out of it. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a couple thousand that we get. Maybe not get that much, but the car's in, I mean, you look at it from five feet, it looks brand new. So, I mean, it's, it's, I've kept it in pretty good shape, but I didn't anticipate the engine going out of it. So, Council member Dan Swafford asked how they sell the vehicles and if the system is successful. Dernal said that they sell them on eBay and that there are often people waiting to bid on them. The council approved of the disposal unanimously. The council also approved of a 2022 Ferris lawnmower purchase for the Public Works Street Division. Water and Wastewater Utilities Operation Manager Mike Farmer gave an update on the permits needed to start the Vine Street project. And so the, that's a couple permits are called 401 and 404 permits from IDEM. And they're both about water quality. Uh, the 401 is specifically, and then the 404 is about anytime you cut or fill inside a, a, a creek area. Um, and it's basically to protect the uh, waterway and aquatic life. Both permits have to do with that. So it takes some time to get them. And uh, I couldn't tell you exactly when we get them, but maybe by June, maybe a little later. Just depends on how busy they are. Farmer said he thinks they might be able to start digging by October. Next, Farmer gave a flood report. Well, we had three inch rain in less than 48 hours last week. And uh, we had a first about four in the morning the last day. I can't even remember what day that was now. Um, yeah. I've slept since then. But um, uh, the, the creek came up north of town and went over the bridge down by the sewer plant. But up by Stewart property, it hardly went up at all. Wow. So most of the rain was north of Ellettsville. And it uh, caused our... Uh, sewer plant to uh, run four pumps for about 12 hours. So um, we're looking for a hole in one of the pipes upstream from us because uh, it, it was it was a lot of water at the plant and um, it was it's the most water we had for some time. So quite the event. So but we didn't uh, we puddled in Vine Street puddled pretty good and the creek going up towards Turtleback uh, to the south um, it went it was full and it actually breached both bridges for just a short period of time it was like five or six in the morning so we're we don't need any more rainfall and we're going to get some <laughs> Wednesday nights at the next Elliottsville town council meeting they will discuss updating the personal policy at the Bloomington Utilities Service Board meeting on March 28th, 
Board member Kirk White shared the financial subcommittee's recommendation for the water rate adjustment. Yes, I had the, the pleasure of uh, chairing the finance subcommittee meeting today. And uh, uh, what we have is uh, a, a water rate adjustment uh, that's uh, resolution 2022-02. And uh, the reason we have this is uh, the passage of uh, House Bill 1002, which uh, uh, really reduced the tax rate that we pay to the state um, that uh, the General Assembly passed governor's sign would be in effect July the 1st. So what happens now is we need to um, change our rate, which means we have to have a new filing with the Utilities uh, Regulatory Commission. If we approve this today, it will go forward to the City Council, and they will consider it April 6th, 13th with a final vote on the 20th, so it gets submitted to the uh, IURC by uh, May the 1st for their deliberation and then hopefully in effect for our ratepayers for third quarter. And we, uh, we discussed this and had further uh, uh, input from our consultants and uh, Laura Pettit, our Associate Director of Finance, and this uh, moves forward with a three to zero recommendation for approval. Board member Amanda Burnham asked for clarification on how the adjustment would affect the budget. Director of Utilities Vic Kelson responded. It doesn't. Uh, okay. This was a pass-through. This is a tax that we pay to the state. Okay. So we don't pay it anymore, so we don't collect it anymore. He said it would only affect ratepayers by reducing the rate by 1.16%. The board approved the water rate adjustment unanimously. The next board meeting will be held on April 11th. Up next, the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition United Electrical Workers will organize a strike on Wednesday, April 13th. WFHB gathered field recordings from members of the student-led union in our latest segment, Strike Mike an update from local residents working to highlight the voices of Indiana University students and staff. We now turn to Strike Mike. Members of the union, will you recommend a yes vote to strike? Yes! This is Strike Mike. On Sunday, April 10th, a 97.8 affirmative vote by IU graduate workers set into motion the largest indefinite strike Bloomington has seen in decades. Every day that we can, WFHB's Strike Mike will bring you to the front lines of this movement, allowing you to understand the issues and the action through the voices of the participants themselves. I was raised by two union people. They're actually coming to join us on the picket line this Friday. I'm really excited. I think this is what we've been building towards, and this is it. This is what's going to hopefully get the administration to finally acknowledge us and, you know, come to the table. We've been ready. 
My name is Walker Ray. I'm an MA student in the Jewish Studies Department at Indiana University. I'm a grad worker and I'm really excited about going on strike this week. We just voted. We're still counting all the votes, but it's really exciting to be part of something that's inspirational and I think part of larger movements across the country for grad students to stand up and uh, be recognized as workers. Hi, I'm excited to strike because I think the university hasn't talked to us at all and they should respect our power as united workers to come and talk to us. Hi, I'm Marina. I was at the first meeting at the Monroe Public County Library four years ago to strike, and I've been ready to strike since then. And the university's not listened to us for four years of organizing, so I'm ready to strike now. Uh, just looking forward to like things happening, getting going, and seeing if we get a dialogue happening with the, the, the higher-ups and the, the administration. I'm really excited. I think that this strike is going to make history in this state, in this country, and I think it's what we need to do to get the administration to sit down and recognize us as the union that we already are. The assembly went great. Um, it was some of the, the most energy that I've ever seen at any of these meetings that I've been coming to for a long time. Everyone here is mobilized. We're ready for whatever the administration wants to throw at us. And um, we have hundreds of supporters that are also ready to stand in solidarity with us. And I'm excited. I think it went really well. Why am I striking? This movement has been going on for a while. It's been years. We've asked them to meet at the table. We've asked them to increase pay. They've done very little and they refuse to listen to us. This is an action of last recourse for a lot of graduate workers who just really need improved working conditions and really need to feel respected and dignified at their work. It's for the best interest of the students, it's for the best interest of the university, and it's for the best interest of the workers. We just voted to strike. We've authorized the strike. It's going to start this Wednesday and the energy is really good. We're all amped up for it. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, we had a spectacular turnout, both on physically on Zoom, and I guess there'll be a lot of votes that we'll get to see online as well. So uh, the turnout has been pretty amazing. I won't be surprising the numbers tomorrow. Yes, I, th I think the energy is great. Everyone's feeling very positive. Uh, of course, everyone is hoping that the administration responds as quickly as possible because we also care about our students and don't want them to miss class. But I think there's a lot of energy going into this. We really don't want to do this, you know. I really hope. I mean, we really hope that the administration just responds to us. Um, I think the assembly went amazing. The energy was really good. Uh, you really feel the sense of solidarity amongst grad students. And I think that the university has underestimated us. And I'm excited for them to see how unified we really are, how organized we really are. And hopefully they will rethink their stance on union recognition. I think going into the pickets, it's making sure that the people that are committed to this are actually there presently. And we also have some online picketing going on. So people are really involved. So everyone has a hand in this. It'll just make the victory all that more sweet when, you know, we were all there. We were all working this one week together. Uh, who knows if it'll go on for another week. But just, yeah, some the involvement of everyone that sort of committed to this a month ago, make sure that they're still here uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Ricky from Mathematics. Uh, I decided to strike because the fees has been impacting my finance to the point that I have to, one, keep trying to find outside work, like tutoring or like creative endeavors, that's what we call it, such as donating plasma, walking dogs unofficially, just because it's been really hard for me to make sure I have at least 1000 in my bank account. And you know, it's really scary. I feel that I'm only one car accident or one sickness away to being bankrupt right now. This bin has been happening for years and I think there's really no communication, no good communication from university. I mean, 
they try to give us that five percent, but that only comes after the strike threat. So I just feel it's a bit disingenuous. So I believe that the strike will actually force them to have a seat with us on the same table and talk with us. I'm Valentina Luqueta. I'm a graduate worker at Anthropology and School of Law. I'm also a founding member of the Graduate Coalition and I'm a president of the Graduate and Professional Student Government. And I'm striking because I have in the last four years attempted to open dialogue with various members of the IU administration on issues of fees, payment, uh, low wages, protections for international students, and just generally respect the dignity for the graduate workers and those requests for dialogue have always been met with uh, promises that were not delivered with deaf ears on why exactly graduate students, graduate workers should be the priority of the IU. And the strike is the way to make sure that IU finally takes the graduate workers seriously. So in the School of Education, there has not been a raise to the student worker stipend in over 10 years. And it is not a living wage. So I am striking for a union recognition and for a living wage for student workers. Another grievance that uh, students in the School of Education have is that they are not able to secure guaranteed funding when they come into the program. And so even AIs who are told that they like probably have AI ships need to secure them each semester, semester by semester. Um, and that is by design internal to the School of Education. And that is not the case in other schools, you know, other schools of education, other universities. And so that is another grievance that students from the School of Education have. The graduate workers' strike will begin tomorrow unless the administration unexpectedly agrees to come to the table and negotiate. The Bloomington Faculty Council have, on an emergency basis, added the strike to their agenda this afternoon. Mass picketing will launch tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and the Indiana Grad Workers Coalition has invited all community members to attend. We'll try to keep you up to date on future installments of Strike Mike. Up next, WFHB DJ Cindy Bollet spoke with Abby Zagel of the Arts Alliance Center during today's afternoon music mix. We turn now to an excerpt of that conversation. have Abigail Zagel. We're going to talk about some items about the Arts Alliance and the arts space at the mall. Stay tuned. Thanks so much. Zagel in the studio here at WFHB. My name's Cindy Bollet. Thanks so much for coming in, Abby. Yeah, thank we've you been so friends much for a little bit now, and uh, you were talking about the uh, art space at the mall, and I said, "Hey, why don't we uh, get this going, and we can talk about it at WFHB on the radio, let people know about it." You don't really have a title, though, right? Right. I kind of do a bit of everything, uh, but I love it. 
and I'm sure they love having you do it too. The uh, <laughs> artists that are represented at the art space at the mall. If you don't know, there is an art space at the mall. Yes. Uh, where about is it located? Right. So it's uh, southwest of Target. Okay. So if you're in the mall, go into Target. I'll just take a right and keep on walking down. You'll see us. Nice. And what days is it open? We are open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the moment, but we are definitely looking for volunteers, hoping to open up during the week as well. That's great. It is, as WFHB is, uh, mostly volunteer enterprise. Is that right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what hours are the hours during Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Yeah, so we're open Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Sunday from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. So the regular mall hours. And what kind of art do you show there? Right. So the Arts Alliance Center is all about supporting local Bloomington artists. We have all types of art from 2D, 3D, textile. And we also have a space in the back of the gallery called the Flex Space, where our performance artists can play music, hold dance rehearsals or theater rehearsals, dance performances, art classes, you name it. What fun. And how do they book it if they if you wanted to do that? Right. So if you're interested in renting out a space for a performance or recording, anything like that, you can go to our website, artsalliancecenter.org, and you'll find a page called The Flex Space. If you scroll down, you'll see a calendar of availability, details about the dimensions, and there will be a contact form you can fill out. So that's up and going now, is that right? It's up and going Excellent. now. We got fresh paint on the walls, right. a newly made stage, and it's only $20 an hour to rent for our members and $40 an hour to rent for our non-members. The space, how big is it, did you say? The flex space is 30 feet by 25 feet, but our entire spot in the mall is over 1,000 square feet. That's great. Yeah. What, what was there formerly, do you know? I think it was some type of clothing shop. Okay. We're not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Let's be the present. Yes. Um, so do you have any kind of, what am I trying to say, the kind of acoustic? Like sound equipment? Sound equipment. Or... That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely. So we have some pretty heavy duty Bluetooth speakers. We have three of them that are available for use. We also have a PA system with multiple wireless and wired microphones, but the space is really small and cozy, so it's perfect for acoustic performances. That's wonderful. So who do you have anybody booked right now? Yeah, we just recently had a concert with Salam, the Middle Eastern band. We've been playing them on the radio. Yes, sure. yeah, they came and graced us with their presence and their music. It was lovely, and we had a Middle Eastern belly dance performance. Donna Barbrick led that with some okay. IU students and other dancers. Do people pay money to go to see the performances or is it all right. free? Right. No. So you can charge however much you'd like. We usually try to keep costs as low as possible. Okay. That's why um, we try to only charge 20 or $40 per hour. Okay. We're all about making art accessible and performance accessible. Wonderful. That sounds really great. And the artists that are represented at the at the art space, is it only Arts Alliance people or could it be anybody? 
Right. So we have an open online application. It's on our website, artsalliancecenter.org. And anyone is welcome to apply, submit three to six images of their work. And we have a curating committee who will jury those applications at the end of each month. Um, we do ask that if an artist is accepted, they join us as a member um, so we can support them and promote them. How often does it rotate? Right. So with artists in the gallery, every artist signs a six-month contract. So I'd say about every six months or so. Um, but we're always getting new artists as they sign up each month. Mm -hmm. So some people leave each month and it opens up plenty of spots. That's great. And that's also all applications on the website as well. Yes. Great. Yes. Wow. And is there a way to call the Art Center if you wanted to call them? Definitely. So you're welcome to call anytime. The number is 812-727-0732. And feel free to give me a ring. I'll probably be the one answering the phone. My name's Abby again. <laughs> Abby Zagel. That's great. And you, but just call during the times you're open, right? You're not going to. Yeah. I mean, within week, reasonable right? hours, you can call on a Tuesday. You're a busy gal. So I, I, I would encourage people to try to get your art out there and everything is, the, is for sale there, right? Definitely. Yeah, we have over 30 local artists in the center. Um, they're currently receiving 97% of all sales, 85% starting in May. So it's a great way to directly make an impact in the Bloomington Arts community. Wonderful. I did get a cute little thing from my nephew there, and it, it's just, it's 3D. I don't know what it is. It's a stuffed toy, and I love it. I, I'm having <laughs> trouble giving it to him because it's so cool and weird and, and just like what you'd think Bloomington would uh, produce. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say about the arts space? Yeah, we what? are currently looking for volunteers of all ages and experiences. So if you'd like to... Uh, Put up an easel and stay for a few hours, help some customers. You can go to our website where we have some contact information for you to get in touch. And say the website again. And the website is artsalliancecenter.org. That's wonderful. Well, that's that's pretty cool. We go we'll go to Target and buy some things and then go over to the Arts Center on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, check it out. Definitely. That's so much fun. We may not need to buy anything at Target. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> everything's right there. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Abby. Yeah. We're, we're going to let you go and get off to all your other five jobs that you probably have as Bloomington, <laughs> as a Bloomington person and oh. artist yourself. So <laughs> we know that uh, things are busy this yeah. time of year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We're going to hear some Macy Stewart now from her new one called Mouth Full of Glass on the Tuesday Afternoon Music Mix. Support for WFHB Local News is brought to you by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. 
MPI solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. More information online at mpisolarenergy.com. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Noel Herhusky Schneider in partnership with CATS, Community Access Television Services. Our feature was produced by Mia Beach and Cade Young. Our theme music is provided by Mark Benham and the Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Nathaniel Weinsaffel. And I'm Benedict Jones. Thanks for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at WFHB.org. The WFHB Local News is also available as a podcast. Just search our call letters, WFHB, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to never miss another local news program. Stay tuned for Planetary Radio a program that explores our solar system and beyond. Coming up next on WFHB Community Radio. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News on WFHB Community Radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB local news volunteer by attending new volunteer orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB local news archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB local news. We are local, longer, 